Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. If we... If we're moving quick enough, I'll give you the signal. This is the signal. Okay. <laughs> and then you read the question because I don't have That's it. That's good. No one will hear it. <laughs> this means signal received. This this is the signal. Warning. Warning. <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly for your business paper needs. Or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper, people Dundamip, then the people purchase paper, people Dundamip, then the people purchase paper, Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and cruise director, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James. I'm your new HR representative. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Can I just say that of all the idiots in all the idiot villages, in all the idiot worlds, you stand alone, my friend. (laughs) I included that one because... I would love a deleted scene to see the rest of that. Michael's full speech. To Without uh, Holly or Pam yeah, interrupting. Just, the just, exit interview. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. Well, of course, what we're talking about today is uh, is one of our favorite episodes, Goodbye Toby, the season four finale. It aired in uh, on May 15th, 2008, written by Paul Lieberstein, who plays Toby, and Jennifer Salata, who's a season five showrunner, I believe. Um and uh, directed by Paul Feig, who's directed a lot of episodes for The Office. Um, this, uh, let's see, this is an hour-long episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 40-minute runtime, but over an hour time slot. And uh, is the introduction of Holly Flax, played by Amy Ryan. Why are we talking about this episode? We've been kind of digging into specific episodes of The Office, uh, ones that are in particularly significant or important to the show itself and uh, we of course did our Niagara episode a few weeks back and now we're looking at this one this is the season finale of season four as Sean said and of course you always get major events in any season finale of The Office but in this one in particular uh, there's a lot that happens and there's definitely kind of a before and after for the show uh, as it pertains to this episode so excited to dig into it yeah big time so um, do you want to talk about let's talk about the A story line right I mean Holly Flax arrives um, Toby's going to go to Costa Rica, uh, and, uh, there's going to be a new HR rep. Right. Um, but even in within that, there's, there's a lot folded in. When you so think much. about Michael's general acrimony towards Toby and, uh, the way that Holly has to kind of warm up to Michael or get right. Michael to warm up to her. And then of course, Toby's, uh, what is apathy (laughs) as he kind of makes his exit, you know, this is, this is a rare interview interview. Uh, this is a rare episode. I think where like the a and the B storylines are kind of both marquee a little bit based on the characters involved and what happens in each of their storylines, which is like all, there's just so many facets of characters being in love that we see played out right until the very last shot. 
of this episode. I was going to say, when you said, let's talk about the A story, it, really quickly, I had to think, like, what is the what A story? What is the A story? Of course, it is Goodbye Toby, so that is the major driving sure. force yes. of the episode. Yes. But there are so many plot threads coming together in this episode, so. and a lot of them only involve two characters. So the show really does a good job of bouncing, even as the plot has to develop and the events keep moving forward, the, the way that it bounces back and forth between the different threads and the, kind of weaves them all together, I think, is really uh, was really cool. So, I mean, of course, Michael's so excited for Toby to be leaving. He shows up early. It's all this extra so much energy. energy. He's dancing. He's doing a grapevine. Yeah. <laughs> the Only eight hours so until his horribleness has left the building. <laughs> um, but, of course, uh, he and he and uh, Dwight are dreading um, this new uh, HR rep. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby brings her in to introduce her. And, uh, and Michael says, hey, yeah, right, okay. Well, they hired a female Toby. Good for the world. Thank you, God, for creating two of you. Here's how things work here. My job is to is to make the office fun. Your job is to make the office lame. And we have an eternal struggle, you and I. And only one of us can be the winner. Spoiler alert. I'm going to win. Wow. Someone <laughs> doesn't like HR. It's kind of <laughs> how Kali comes back. And that totally catches him off guard. And uh, and he slowly starts to realize that he is completely in love with Ollie. She even gets in a little dig at Toby, which is like, I, yeah, my eyes glazed over when he was showing me the files. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. giving so, him giving uh, her a tour of the files. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, but in that moment, I think Holly shows this really unique kind of emotional intelligence to kind of read Michael mm-hmm. and. You know, Toby is so neutral. Like, that's the <laughs> defining character <laughs> yeah. of Toby that, like, he doesn't Toby really is care. The color Toby's gray. checked out. Yeah, he's always wearing, I was just noticing this. Toby's always wearing a brown coat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he, he, in this, he's wearing a three piece suit in this episode. It's all brown. Brown on brown on Rust. brown. Ooh. Yeah. But, not a three piece suit, but, you know, the tie shirt. It's, all, it's the trusty, rusty suit. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, trusty, rusty. <laughs> but, uh, Yes, that Holly is able to kind of endear herself to Michael through that little line. Michael's like, no, he he tortured me, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And then he starts to slowly awfulness. come around to Holly, right? There's a moment yeah. at the beginning where he and Dwight are both staring at her through the blinds. And yeah. they're like, why do we hate her? And Dwight's like, because of her head. And she <laughs> Dwight, smells. <laughs> I don't know. I think you say things just to agree with me. Would that be such a bad thing? Yeah, it would. Just have a thought. Have an original thought. <laughs> Although, I will agree that her head is weird. <laughs> so, great, great moment behind the blinds. Anytime, yeah, so... anytime Michael and Dwight are looking through the blinds, <laughs> looking it's always through the funny. blinds. That's so true. Um, I, you know what's funny is, like... This is like she, Holly is obviously very, very good at her job. Like the way she immediately assesses the situation with Michael. I don't know if she, who knows if she's been briefed by David Wallace or whoever, mm. but the way she looks at the situation and knows the right way to handle it, which is to like, oh my gosh, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want enemies right off the bat. I don't want to even involve myself in whatever drama Michael thinks there is. He's and she's yeah. just like, Toby's gone. I'm going to take Michael's side of the moment right now. Yeah, and we'll smooth this out later. Like, very she's smart. clearly very good, and uh, pulls the chair out on Michael, which is like, you know, if if, if in basketball if a big guy posts up on you and you're a little guy and he starts to back you down, mm-hmm. you kind of just you can back Pull up real chair. quick, and sometimes yeah. they stumble and fall down. That's yeah. exactly what Holly does to Michael, and it works. And I think too, uh, just to kind of, I mean, and of course, uh, you've talked about this, Alex, as a, a kind of a plot. Um, 
a type of plot, but like yeah. the sort of new person in town where yeah, yeah. somebody comes in new and they look at the office with kind of fresh eyes, right? And there's a reason to tour them around and look at everything that's going on, mm-hmm. right? And to take it to another plot thread that we have, obviously we'll we'll keep talking about Michael and Holly as the episode continues, but where they go to Kevin and yeah. she, Dwight sets her up as part of this hazing thing to think that Kevin is uh, mentally challenged. And then again, Holly is almost over index like she goes she goes too hard into this sort of reading of kevin yeah and i mean it's played really funny but like that's another thing that happens where you know if on one hand we're saying that she shows a ton of emotional intelligence for michael <laughs> she does not read the kevin situation correctly you know like, i mean to in her defense she is completely tricked right she yes, by tricked. Dwight. Set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she doesn't know dwight mm-hmm. she doesn't know kevin um and that's why it works so well is the way Kevin just normally is if you came in with a different lens on. Yeah. She's completely buys it. And yes. it's so funny just how those two things run in parallel. Like I'm thinking even at the end of the episode where Michael's like, don't move a muscle. And she leaves her drink up at her face. Or right, whatever. right, right. Like it's yeah. so perfect for Michael. But then again, it's written so well that like everything Kevin says, he's like, okay, bye. Like <laughs> yeah. every every little like line that he delivers is just, it continues to paint that portrait of him mm-hmm. in that way. You drive yeah. your own car? Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do the numbers. Maria <laughs> uh, sorting through the change. And yeah, yeah. Does, that's, that's a, a button. button. <laughs> yeah. It's just perfect. It's just perfect. Oh, but it, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I, this, I, I, I think this was drafted. Someone drafted this episode. I think, in fantasy. You... I think you did. Or did I? I think maybe you I did. did. I must have. But yeah, like this episode sees major relationships uh, throughout the entire course oh, of the yeah. show kind of all come to a head not a head but like they're all addressed here in some way um, we get Michael goes through so many emotions in this episode and seeing Michael fully charged in love yeah. is is just a delight Steve Carell brings the heat in this episode he's so good <laughs> he's free, just freaking out at some points well and there's like there's this one thing where um, Jim is trying to get him to hold back just a little bit and right. then at the same time like Holly is is kind of very openly warm to Michael there's that moment where Holly touches Michael's arm yeah and Michael says Jan didn't really believe in physical affection <laughs> yeah so I don't really know what to do when like a, uh, like a girl touches me He's like, I know that I like it. And he laughs, like really, he laughs really awkwardly. Like, that's so, it's such an innocent and kind of endearing moment for Michael, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's clear that he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and like, I feel like we're told, I don't know, as kids through the media, there's that there's, you know, like there's someone for everyone. There's someone for you out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we get to see that in this episode is like, here's. Let's deliver on a platter to someone like a perfect person for Michael, who you probably like. There's no way that person exists. No way Michael Scott right. is a perfect match for someone. It's they, like, low and there's behold. like that moment too where they, um, I, I can't remember what they're doing right before it, but they're like acting, <laughs> yeah, and, then, <laughs> and Holly, Holly just goes Lovitz at the end of it, yeah, and it's like that's totally what Michael does all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it's and so weird. I, I, I want to call attention to that scene. Uh, I think it's one of the most special moments in the whole show. And probably one of Steve Carell's best acting moments is the moment when, when Michael asks Holly, uh, how do you sit like that? She says yoga. And he goes right into the <laughs> yeah. Sit on the floor and fix chair, we will. <laughs> Yo, duh. Yeah. And it's, it's this moment where, like, that's the moment Michael's probably used to being like, oops, I screwed it up already. Yeah, like, I yeah. can't. And you she responds the- with the Yoda voice and the look. On Michael's face and yeah. his eyes is the look of somebody falling in love, like completely. <sighs> and Steve Krell and and Amy Ryan in that scene are 
so so incredible. I think it's one totally of the better insane. moments on the show. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Is is it's really powerful. And then she says, uh, and that's the you know I couldn't get this thing to work, and I tried to fix it, and that's how the story of how I ended up on the floor. Pretty good, right? Don't you want the the movie's coming out in the fall or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and then the sequel. Woman sits at desk, stands at desk and works. <laughs> That's such a good yeah. joke. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I think too, you know, we, we we again we look at the office very holistically now. We mm-hmm. we know what Michael and Holly's endpoint is now, but in that moment at the end of season four with this new character coming in, we didn't know that they were going to end up together. We didn't know how long Holly was going to be on the show. We don't really know the extent to which she is a big dork. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is quickly established at the beginning of season five. Literally, During, Jim yeah. Says. Jim says yeah. it into the camera yeah. that yeah. Holly's kind of a major dork. Yeah, and they do that rapping thing right into the camera. So right. we don't we we see the spark, but we don't realize how much of a match they really are. Yeah, yeah. and let's. I mean, speaking of relationships, um, on this episode, we should also talk about Jim and Pam. Yeah, and uh, Michael and Toby. <laughs> we'll get. To, yeah, yes, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, Jim and Pam, uh, we learn early on that Jim has a uh, has a plan to ask Pam to marry him. I think the first thing that happens in the Jim and Pam thing is that Pam gets into art school. That's right. Yes. So that happens in this episode. Oh, okay. So, That's right. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. we, it, it happens. Like It's one of the first things that happens. And, you know, Pam is talking about how, you know, they're, they're she like. She read the email at her desk and then she went <laughs> to get a snack to celebrate. And Jim's like, wow, big day. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh. Yeah, they they they're like you know that part's gonna suck, but it's it'll be great. Like, yeah, they're two hours away or something like that, mm-hmm. and so and then Pam has that talking head where she's like, you know, if down the line we have a family, I couldn't do it then, and like so the timing is kind of perfect. And this right, is right. the first time I've ever used the word perfect in here, you know. Mm. Um, but we see we see that going on, and then as the party kind of begins to evolve into this much bigger thing, we see Jim getting ready to propose. Right. Right. So that's something that hap- that that is going on kind of in the background. Right. Um, and the, the, I think it's really interesting that Jim and Pam, this is the only season where they're together the whole time, where they're, mm. where they're together as a couple, where they're not also engaged. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, uh, just to kind of trace the Jim and Pam thing to the end, there's of course this big party with the Ferris wheel and the music and the fireworks that Jim pays for. Great right? shot and, of Toby shaking his head. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> um, and of course, Andy proposes to Angela in that moment. He seizes the moment. Right. Um, and Jim and Pam, you know, you we see the, the the close up on Jim's hand with the ring in his hand, then he puts it back into his pocket. Yeah. And Pam begins to suspect that Jim is going to propose. She even asks yeah. the chemistry sh- crew straight up if Jim is going to propose, and they won't tell her. And then at the end, she's like, "Oh, you know, I really kind of thought something was going to happen." Yeah. You know. So it's this moment of uh, of tension and lack of clarity in a season where Jim and Pam have really been happy together, kind of the whole time. There haven't been. Uh, any major interruptions? I think in their season. no, yeah, that's just been pretty good. Pretty <laughs> the, good for him. all that good happens living. is um is is things like this where uh, Jim is like, you know, I actually have a lot of experience with office relationships. With office relationships, and Michael's like, yeah, who? And he's like, Pam. And Michael's like, what? That's still going on. <laughs> he, says, he says, we've been over this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone in the office just assumes that it's over or yeah, they're yeah. hooking up. Like, I think that's such a funny dynamic. Yeah. Well, you're um, not a romantic. Actually, I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, maybe I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> it's like uh, Michael. Yeah, says that Jim is not a romantic. Yeah. It's so funny. It, it's echoed. It's just it's funny because Michael kind of echoes that later when he's uh, on the on the lecture tour with 
Pam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, what Holly and I had 10 times what you and Jim had. Like she, <laughs> it's this, he does it again and just dismisses their relationship yeah. in the moment. That's completely. awesome. Really and, and Pam is like, you know, when Jim was with Karen, I didn't even really want to come into work. And, and Pam yeah. and Michael's like, Pam, come on. I'm going through something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it speaks to it, it speaks to like Michael Scott's. I mean, I mean, obviously he has the power as the boss, but his emotional power, like he's such He's such a middle schooler in terms of like oh, yeah. his energy, his emotional maturity. Just, like <laughs> yeah. he takes over everything. Where he's like, "This is all now about me." And to see him so giddy around Holly, and then Jim, Jim, and it's, I know Jim immediately comes in as kind of managing this fire that started in Michael of like, "All right, well, we need to keep this." contained i need to make sure it's burning yeah. responsibly oh yeah i mean michael's coming back and saying like i wanted to kiss her and yeah i know like, i'm it's, so glad you did yeah jim's like thank god you didn't mm-hmm. but it's it's just a funny it, it, it again kind of reestablishing. you know even jim and pam's role in michael's life not just yeah. in the office is really on display throughout the whole episode Something that I wanted to kind of mention as a theme or a recurring thing that I noticed in this episode is it's one of the last sort of season finales where it's almost characterized by things not happening, mm, right? Okay, interesting, so interesting. it's characterized by Jim not proposing to Pam, okay. by Michael not taking up Holly when she asks if he wants to go get dessert, right? You know? um, by Dwight kind of being dejected at the proposal, right? Mm. Of course, Andy does propose to Angela, but I would argue that at this point in the story, Andy's a little more secondary still, yeah. and he's positioned as Dwight's rival more than he is a protagonist later on. I think at this point, the protagonists are still, to some extent, Michael Dwight, Jim Pam, right? Totally. Uh, and I think that was the one thing. that At the end of this episode, at the end of this sort of celebration of Toby's exit, right, um, with the Super Tramp cover and everything, <laughs> uh, it, you end with like the moment where, where Pam has to uh, take all those pictures with Toby because Toby wants to get a picture of the two You're of them. Right, and she's right. so sad she, in the moment. Like, it, it's really crushing. And, like, that's, like, the way that yeah. her, she can't really muster a smile. And Meredith's like, oh, that wasn't a good one. And Toby says, oh, it's digital. Take as many as you have to, right? <laughs> like, she has to sit in that moment. Yeah. And, and again, like, I think when you think to future seasons, right, season five ends in company picnic. We found out Jim and Pam are pregnant. And season six, you know, it's Saber. And these, these sure. bigger, like, grander plot changes mm-hmm. kind of happen in the later seasons. And right. I think season four is one of the last ones where those things are very small and still character-focused, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels more true to the early parts of the show that something doesn't happen, right. you know? That right. It ends with the characters giving kind of forlorn looks into the camera. Or like Casino yeah. Night. Is that season two finale? Season two, yeah. I mean, you know, Jim goes in for the kiss and then... Pam says, I'm still going to marry him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still cliffhangers and stuff. And like, you know, of course, there are parallels between all these season finales. But that's something that really struck me about season the season four finale. And, and it's kind of I feel like that's that's over the whole DNA of season four just because yeah. of the it was the writer's strike. It's a shortened season mm-hmm. overall. Um, I think the way that season four ends with sort of this bittersweet kind of inflection to what is like a really fun, positive day to some extent, like. The way that, yeah, it ends well on the sad note, I think, is really true to, to the show and, like, kind of helps. I mean, that's why that's why we love The Office, right? Because right. Because it's so funny and so strange and and uh, kind of anything can happen. But at the same time, there are these kind of heavy character moments that feel real even right. when they aren't positive. I love that. I mean, yeah. you you know me. I'm, uh, I love the moments in The Office where people don't get what they want. Mm-hmm. And yet it's still touching. Or, you know, you still like there's a glimmer of hope left or something like that. It, mm-hmm. I think that those are the best episodes where um, where uh, they're almost kind of sad a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is par for the course for Toby, who yet again in this episode, <laughs> yes, like 
There's two. There's two times Toby has suddenly run out of the office. One was when he puts his hand on Pam's leg, yeah. and then just takes off, jumps the fence. Yeah, and on this one where no one has a camera, and he just Does anybody have a camera? <laughs> yeah. Sprints away oh and God. buys <laughs> the desperation in his voice. It's, yeah, when he palpable. yells to the yeah. office, yeah. Yes. Like... <laughs> and he buys a really nice. Like runs out and buys a very expensive camera. I didn't right away. catch that he bought it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he puts his hand on Pam's knee, that's when he announces that he's going to Costa Rica. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he makes it up in that moment? I think he's always wanted to. I think he's always wanted to. Okay. Then, yeah. There, I think is it a deleted scene where he uh, comes back with a camera and he's like. Can I get a picture of Pam? And she's next to Jim and then gets a picture of Jim and Pam. Like, oh. they just take the picture together and Toby takes it. And then he's like, this is a waste of money. <laughs> that is a deleted so scene. Good. I've never seen that. Yeah. Oh, my Which gosh. is exactly how it would go, how it would go down. Because it is weird that he asks for a picture of the two of them a little bit. Well, the, uh, he does it because, like, Pam, Pam gives him a picture of everyone, but Pam's not in it. Because she, she took, took the, the picture. picture. Right. <laughs> Maybe she should have given it to Michael. We know that he's a master of Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of, not to go away from Toby again, yeah. but, um, so that's that, what we do. That's what, that's why he's there. <laughs> that's he's in the annex. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, something that also happens that is resolved here is Jim and Ryan. So throughout this show uh, yeah. or throughout the season, we see Ryan in corporate and we see Ryan kind of applying pressure to Jim. Right. Um, you know, he even says point blank, you know, I know, I, I know how you spend your time here. I know how much time you spent, you waste, you know, goofing off with Dwight and talking to Pam. <laughs> You know, so she's he's really pushing Jim and Jim has to go make that sale to um, I forget his name, but it's during the golf episode, uh, right. the career fair episode. Right. Because mm-hmm. Ryan puts him on probation and, you know, Jim has to like lock his sales on the website again and stuff. And and, you know, Jim is obviously very kind of worked up because he has to try a lot harder at the job. And, and Ryan seems to be trying to push him out, you know. Right. Um, and, and he's he's got. Like the proposal on his mind in terms of like, right. I need to, I need to, I need oh, to yes, bone down right. on my career and like, I, I got plans. He says, I yeah. have these big plans in my personal life, yeah. so I can't let this job go, you know? Yeah. Um, but then of course, at the end of the episode, and we, we kind of get this with Michael or Michael, geez, Ryan is telling Jim on the phone. Yeah. Like when Jim has this big sale, like, He's like good right, job. Good job. Let me doing finish. Your job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, log in on the website. And then, uh, Jim leaves a voicemail for Ryan where he's like, I don't know what's going on with you, man, but yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to leave. And then at the Probably end... Probably not a smart move on Jim's part. Yeah. To poke the bear. Mm-hmm. Well, but may- lucky for Jim. <laughs> Ryan doesn't make the list until the next season. Right, <laughs> right. Fired, right. The list of people who have wronged me. And then, um, but then at the end, after we see Ryan get taken away in handcuffs on YouTube. Uh, yep. We Jim leaves like kind of that passive aggressive voicemail for or maybe it's just aggressive. <laughs> right, right. Voicemail for, uh, for Ryan. You kind of got your hands tied. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but so that dynamic is kind of taken off the table. Right. And uh, w- the other thing that we have going on in this episode as well, um, of course, we haven't uh, even touched on a lot of the things. So many things. Yeah, and we're uh, I know. of a forty minute episode. There are so many more dynamics. That I mean, are going we're just on. setting these up, really. Yeah. I, I mean. We got uh, Michael, of course, is so excited that Toby is leaving. He wants this to be the biggest party yet. Um, he and Angela kind of go back and forth a little bit. Uh, she doesn't, she, you know, it says, you always do this. You ask for the world. You know, we have a budget. Um, and he remembers the money in his shoe. We have a buttercream cake and a slideshow of Toby. Unfortunately, we only have these two pictures. And it's like of him pouring coffee in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah. They just took them. <laughs> but yes, Michael brings out the foot money. <laughs> I don't want your foot money. 
So he turns to Phyllis and says, Phyllis, can you do this? Um, and Phyllis, Phyllis becomes uh, head of the party planning I, committee. I love that he's like, my sweet Nana has been sending me a check every $50 every year on my birthday. Yeah. Lately, she's been sending us nine or ten, che- nine, sending me nine or ten checks a year as Nana starts to go. And I thought, Michael, what are you going to do with this? And I thought, I should buy myself a motorcycle. So I put the money in my shoe, shoe and, and I, I forgot, forgot about, about it until, until now. <laughs> Why would he put the money How in his he, shoe? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to buy so a motorcycle. so uncomfortable, yeah. Put the money in my shoe? And then, like, under the- <laughs> and then Angela, it's, she says, I don't want your foot money. And the way that she pushes away the dollar bills with a highlighter <laughs> yeah. is so funny. She won't even touch the money with her hands. Because Michael's like, I want anti-gravity potion. Yeah. And Pam is beginning to indulge him, and she's like, how much anti-gravity potion do you want? Right. <laughs> and then Phyllis calls, and she's like, I'm looking for an anti-gravity machine, something hmm. to make you feel lighter. Hmm. I can connect you with someone for antidepressants. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's good. I love Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Phyllis does prove herself to be a very competent party planner throughout the office. Oh, yeah. Mm. She pulls it off. This one, there's rocking a, Christmas. There's a Ferris wheel yeah. and a stage. Mm-hmm. I, th- another uh, episode we uh, test recording that never saw the light of day was all about the party planning committee. Oh yeah, we might have to do that. Uh, again. We might have to come we'll back do that. and do that. We'll one talk again. about parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, <laughs> just highlighting those episodes and the, like how much happens over the course of the show a lot. during parties. Uh, yeah. A lot, you know. The the power changes hands many times. Mm-hmm. Deleted um, scenes from our show. <laughs> um. But I think again, yeah, the something that you you kind of brought up is Phyllis and Angela, right? Yep. So this is the beginning of Phyllis as kind of taking over. You slurped to use Michael's parlance. <laughs> yes. You you slurped her role as a party planning committee head, and uh, basically, because after this, at the end of the episode, at the end of uh, you know, Michael says into the mic, "This is one of the best parties we've ever had." Yep. Angela looks really upset. Yep. And then uh, she says uh, to Phyllis. You know, I hope you had fun because this is the last party you're ever going to plan, right? Yeah. And then it ends true. with Phyllis walking in on uh, Dwight and Angela on Oscar's Bam. desk. Yeah. And that sets up uh, <laughs> sort of Angela being blackmailed by Phyllis <laughs> at the beginning of season five for the party planning committee. That's right. It just made me think of, of when Oscar asks Dwight, where Dwight? And the look that Dwight gives Oscar. I think you know where. <laughs> I've had intercourse in this office. Where Dwight? And the way that Oscar covers his mouth, just the yeah, like it's so funny, like it's so uh, yeah, yeah. This yeah, uh, uh, so yeah, the, again, an, yet another relationship. I mean, right, right. Andy and Andy and Angela, but also this one and the power dynamics and the sort of uh, Machiavellian role that Phyllis assumes in the office. Very interesting stuff for all of season five. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some other moments that in this episode I feel like that are echoed later and in different times. I'm thinking also of uh, when Michael has Hank escort Toby out. And him, really, <laughs> come on, Michael. Uh, echoing in the very next season when Charles Minor has uh, Hank come and escort Michael out. Hank, you think Hank's going to be loyal to you? Yeah. Hank, please escort Charles out of the picture. <laughs> come on. But man. I think we should talk about we should talk about Michael and Toby's relationship. And yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll do a Toby do episode it. at some point, but um, it's good to touch on it now. Yeah. Um, like, what I mean, what does Toby mean to Michael, and like mm. why? Like this episode is initially he's so happy because Toby's leaving and then it becomes he's met Holly and those two things sort of meet together in fireworks and a Ferris wheel and all this stuff. Yes. But like what what is Michael and Toby's relationship like? What is what does he mean to Michael? 
I think Toby personifies the obstruction of what Michael wants to do. Mm-hmm. The the hurdles the, and the corporate sort of the, the answer no whenever Michael wants to take his initiatives or do his parties or like you think about all the times that Toby shuts Michael down like during the casino night when he shuts down the all the stuff Michael wants yeah. to do with the fire eaters <laughs> and the Boy Scouts and stuff catering by Hooters. Yeah. It's a school night. And Toby's like, do you want me to go on? <laughs> I hate so, so much. much. <laughs> About the things you, you choose to be. be. And uh, we're really in sync on our quotes today. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, and then in season three, during the Diwali episode, when Michael is presenting everyone the Kama Sutra, and Angela is like, whatever Kelly wants to do in the privacy of her own home is fine, but not here. Mm-hmm. And Toby's like, actually, she, she's right. Like, I'm stopping this, you know? You're right. And, uh, Michael's, casual Fridays. Yeah, casual Fridays, right? <laughs> yeah. Toby, you're like this amorphous blob of khaki. <laughs> I don't want to see appropriate o- outfit here except mine, to be quite honest. <laughs> I don't want to look at Oscar's toes. Gross. Looks like he just got off the boat. Um, Michael has a problem with authority, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always saying, screw corporate. He doesn't like it when Sabre takes over and makes all these changes. Um, he doesn't like it when Charles Minor comes in and makes all these changes. He doesn't like his stepdad, you know? I think Jeff. He, he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he just he doesn't like being reminded of his place in the world. Yeah. Right. Like, he really doesn't like that. He, he, has a, he has an idea of himself being the person in charge, mm-hmm. being the the dad of the office mm-hmm. um and when he's reminded that he doesn't he can't do anything he wants he well he, i mean he's a bit of a child and he freaks out so very abusive to toby very abusive to toby um there's a line where he talks about how he takes care of these people he's like i provide them employment i provide them money i provide them food yeah not directly but through the money <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like when 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 Holly comes in drafting behind Toby, and of course he's expecting yet another sort of corporate naysayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of fun when that gets totally turned on its head. Yeah, and I love too when David Wallace is talking to Ryan, I think, or maybe no, David Wallace is interviewing Jim, mm-hmm. and he's saying there is one person here you might not like, our HR person, Kendall. You know, yeah, like, oh, he's, he's <laughs> right, the worst. You know, right. so it's it's funny how that's kind of reflected throughout the company. Yeah, um, but just in general, I also think that one kind of thing that we have see happen here is so Toby makes his exit here, and we do see him come back in season five after, um, you know, after Holly makes her exit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is kind of the moment where we see Toby go from the HR person who occasionally can stop Michael to just the full on punching bag. Like, right. I'm reminded of the episode in. Um, Season eight, the Doomsday episode, where uh, Dwight creates the Doomsday device, and um, they're like, "Well, whenever something like this happens, Toby can stop at HR." And Toby's like, "I don't know, Pam. HR is a joke." <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thinking of a moment where uh, in season seven, Classy Christmas, where Toby is, gets up to tell everyone that he's going to be leaving because uh, he's got a jury duty in this very right. high-profile case, right? right. And, and Michael goes, yes, the case of the horrible red-headed sad sack. And the verdict, it was Toby. And the sentence, death. <laughs> death, death to, to Toby. Toby. <laughs> and all they do is they're like, all right, that's hurtful talk. We know we can't say that. <laughs> but yeah, they just, he, just, he just takes it. You know? yeah. like that's, that's basically what happens. He then. says so many terrible things. If I, if I was in a room with Hitler, Toby, and somebody bin else, Laden, bin, bin Laden, two bullets. <laughs> I'd shoot Toby, Toby twice. Oh, Michael, <laughs> you went too far. And then, <laughs> But that's coming hot off the heels of the joke 
about the Asylum but Deadly, mm-hmm. uh, the radon kits. And he's yeah. like, we're going to die of boredom. And everyone laughs. And Michael's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we don't like Toby. And he tells the Hitler joke. Yeah. Yikes. And then they're like, all right. He's like, everyone get up here. And Dwight's like, you can get up. We'll do it like this. Meredith, you're Hitler. Kevin, you're, Kevin, you're Bin Laden. Toby, you're Toby. And Toby's like, I don't want to do it. And Michael's like, just do it, Toby. Like, so exasperated at Toby for not wanting to play himself in a situation where they all get shot in the head. Ugh. Andy gives a little fist bump when he gets the role. Andy or Bin Laden. Really the best moment, I think, between Michael and Toby in this particular episode is the exit interview. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, let's see, uh, Toby interrupts uh, Holly and Michael having a moment. So Michael just says, just go home. Just go home until the party. <laughs> and they five. come back yeah. at five. And uh, Toby says, well, we have to do our <laughs> exit interview. And Michael just, the another yes. look of delight. The this sinister, is a great day for yeah, Michael. Yes, the <laughs> sinister joy that he takes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, so it begins, so it begins, uh, Toby has been cruising for a bruising. Yeah, I am his right. cruise director, cruise director. <laughs> and my name is Captain Bruising. And he brings them in, and then like he's about to get started, and then yeah. Holly comes in to take notes, and yep. then Pam comes in, <laughs> yeah. and, and Toby's like, no, Pam, stay. It's such <laughs> yeah. a funny I love that, yeah, yeah. Because like, he's just getting going. Yeah. <laughs> the one person who Michael doesn't want to... Uh, kind of embarrass himself in front of her. Like, he wants to watch what he says in yeah. front of her. There's even a moment later on where uh, they're on the Ferris wheel, and Holly's talking about her previous company, and she says, you know, it's just they keep kept hiring people from the outside. She's like, it was easy to get in, but it was hard to move up. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael was like, that's what she... Nope. Yeah, yeah, he cuts <laughs> yeah, himself, himself off. It's a big moment. It's yeah. the first time. He yeah, like, he he's trying to behave himself. himself. Like, I'm going to be a little bit better of a person. And then he's got Pam, who, like, you know, Mike, we've talked a little about Michael and Pam's dynamic. They have such a special yeah. relationship, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and Pam is kind of the corrective force a lot of the time and also a force that eggs him on. So to have both of them there yeah. while Michael's <laughs> trying to say those things to Toby. So, yeah, it begins with, like, all right, Michael, what questions do you have? <laughs> um, and then hiding his face behind his own hands. I'll kill, kill you. Because <laughs> So what happens there is uh, Holly's like, Michael's first two questions, who do you think you are? What yeah. gives you the right? What? What? What, 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 what gives you the right? Yeah. And then um, Holly's like, I brought the binder. <laughs> so it's full of like actual questions. Right, right. And Michael reads the question. He's like, what would you do to improve Dunder Mifflin? And then Toby's like, well, I've got some ideas. And he goes, no, I was just reading it. I wasn't saying, I wasn't asking it to you. And Holly's like, oh, I'd actually like to know the answer. And that's when Michael puts his hands up in that little wall and looks over to Toby and gives him that evil glare, mouths the words, I'll kill you. And Toby's like... Nothing really. <laughs> yeah, What's the point? Toby like Toby just, just up. Toby rolls over in yeah. in Toby fashion. <laughs> um, he gives him a, a gift. <laughs> suck on this. It's a rock. a rock that says "suck on this." And uh, they're like, "Oh, what a terrible gift!" And, and then Michael, and trying pretends. to redeem himself, he gets up and he opens the door and he says, "Hey, who thought it would be hysterical to wrap Toby <laughs> to give Toby a rock as his going away present?" Oh, and Dwight God. goes, "You did." You made me wrap it. He's like, I thought it was over the line. I, I loved it. <laughs> That's the door. <laughs> it's over the line. Uh, you did. You made me wrap it. That's not his real gift. His real gift is your watch. Yes. So he gives Toby his watch. Yeah. 
and then and then, the, and then the watch alarm goes off oh, on yeah, Toby's wrist right. as he's walking out. So the epi- Michael sets yeah. the alarm for the end of the day. I when forgot Toby, about that. When Toby's gone forever. Oh, and it's it's wow. in the first scene, and he's like, yeah. Woo. And then that's it, a good one. Then, I did not then, ever catch Toby, that. Toby, Toby has to turn off that alarm. Check out watch. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I did not catch that. That is wow. It's a nice little thing. That's a and, very nice touch. Uh, yet another relationship we haven't even touched on yet in this episode is Michael and Jan. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's kind of yeah. move to the third act of this episode so, because I mean, that's a big that's a big part of it. Well, we're we're watching everything work out perfectly for Michael. He and Holly are getting along. Toby's she gone. seems to be into it too. Toby's leaving. Um, there's a Ferris wheel. Uh, there's fireworks. Kevin Malone is sent out to go get more barbecue sauce. That's correct. Really quickly before we. Keep going in terms of plot. Okay. I love the moments when Kevin and Phyllis interact. Mm. They're like clearly buddies. Kevin yeah. always calls her Phil. Like, <laughs> and like, she's like, Kev. That's cute. I've never she's like, Kev, can you go get some more barbecue sauce? He's like, okay. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, their, their relationship is really funny to me. I've never picked up on that, but that yeah. is awesome. You got it, Phil. <laughs> you got yeah. it, Phil. <laughs> is this your car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, to your point. Um, uh, so, yes. Uh, Kevin goes you to the You think that grocery- I would let this happen again? <laughs> Uh, Kevin no go- way! <laughs> I was waiting. Wait. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin goes to the grocery store. Things are going great between Holly and Michael. Michael gets a phone call. Kevin says, "You got to get down here." Um, and uh, <laughs> Michael warning, hangs up the warning. Warning. <laughs> he hangs up the phone, and uh, she's like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "It's Kevin. He needs me," <laughs> which. <laughs> Still Holly works goes, for Holly's. Holly's like, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so he rushes down to the grocery store and uh, finds uh, that Jan is there. Um, and at first, Michael's kind of pissed, I think. <laughs> By the way, they come out together. Kevin and Jan appearing <laughs> yeah. to have a completely normal, normal, like flowing <laughs> yeah, conversation. Like, like neighbors. They like, kind of seem to be enjoying each other's like, company. That is, a, that is really funny. good to see you, Kevin. She, she, and he's like, really good to see you. Yeah, too, what were <laughs> What the heck? I love, I love what are that. They about? Not only did they run into each other at the grocery store, but they, they didn't like, and they didn't. It's not that they saw each other. It's not that they said hello. It's not that they had a stop and chat. Yeah. It's that they like shopped together the whole time. It looks they like left they've the just been together. walking around the store together. Yeah. How nice is that? I would love to see that scene. Kevin Malone, man of the people. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, you know, Jan's turned over newly. Mm-hmm. She's feeling good about herself. Yeah. So maybe she's being more friendly and open yeah. out and. But at some point, uh, yeah, Kevin sneaks away and calls Michael. Yeah. Or maybe in front or of Or maybe right when he gets to the store and sees that she's pregnant, mm-hmm. he gives her, him a call and then they shop And not together. a, hey, you should call Hall, you should call Jan, but yeah. you need to come, come to the store. Yeah, yeah, come to the store. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, of course, uh, uh, you know, as Kevin walks away, he reveals that Jan, we see that Jan is very pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means, of course, that uh, she probably, um, uh, you know, had the baby when when they were together or, uh, you know, became pregnant when they were together. Which is true. That's what Michael says. He's like, well, clearly this happened when we were together. Right, right. And she says, yes, but you're not the father. You cheated on me when I specifically asked you, you not to? on me when I specifically asked you <laughs> not to? And then he goes, well, I know the whole toilet seat thing is a myth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh gosh. So Jan, I love that Jan. Jan says that it's, she's from this this sperm bank, and uh, she's like, I love that she offers to show Michael the catalog to yeah. show him like what high caliber a right. sperm bank this is. Right. She's like, it's down in the city by that breakfast place you like. He goes, <laughs> IHOP. She goes, Yeah, IHOP. <laughs> That's right, IHOP. Uh, what's in that catalog? Oh, I, the people. The, the, yeah. yeah, like yeah. That's so dudes. Is, I've never like, is that a thing? I've never I've never know. looked at a sperm I think bank. You catalog. can I I thought that you could like you knew things about them. You know how tall they are, that where they went to college, things like that. That's what you see in TV shows, at least. Right. Mm. I don't know if that's true. But. Later in the baby shower episode in season five, they're like, uh, Kevin's like, I've donated to a sperm bank one once, and Jan's like, Oh yeah, no, this is a very selective one. And and, and Kevin goes, By the IHOP. Oh. Uh, yes, and he goes, if you would like her to have a brother or sister, you just let me know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> asked her to his, uh, Ashton Kutcher's baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Malone. I get those. But anyway, M- Michael's 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 reaction to this is initially one of like shock. Of like, I, you cheated on me. Oh, you didn't. He can't figure it out. Oh, it's a sperm bank. But he then assumes the role of like he decides. All right, I'm gonna That's, be a I'm gonna be a dad. What is of. that? Is that just how badly he wants to be a dad that he's like he feels? So there's there's um there's a talking head where he says all my, all my life I've known two things. I've always wanted. I really like having sex, and I've always wanted to be a dad. And he's like, and now it looks like I can only like it's either one or the other, you know. Which wow is a ridiculous and crude way to say it. But I think what he's kind of getting at is he's either like I can assume this paternal responsibility with Jan, or I can kind of like date Holly, you know. Mm. It seems to be that's kind of what he's getting at. Because yeah, yeah. Later in the episode, he Holly basically asks if. She, if Michael wants to get dessert with her, right? Right. And he says, oh, you know, you should go to that diner, talk to Stanley. He practically lives there, right? And it's right, kind right. of a sad moment. And then yeah. Kevin swoops in. And he's like, I'll go with you to the diner. We can eat pie, right? Uh, but then he calls Jan and he's like, Jan, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'll go to your Lamaze class with you. Right. You know, um, and then it, he hangs up the phone. And he looks at the camera and he's like, looks like I'm going to be kind of a daddy. And he's not really that happy about it, you know? No. Like, talking about moments that are inflected with sadness, like this idea that, He's gonna be with Jan, and he feels obligation to help raise this mm-hmm. kid. Like it's weird. He's been through such an emotional roller coaster this day, and I think he's just so, he just so thrown by that at mm-hmm. the end that he he makes the wrong decision. Yeah, I mean this whole episode. It's weird how many it ends so down for everyone. I mean, like, think, except Dwight and Angela. You I guess. think that the logical place, the the place that it ends up, is Michael having a watermelon with Dwight. So it's not like this is a <laughs> the proper decision to make. But, yeah. But uh, but that's kind of what happens with Michael and Jan. It sets them up to be involved in the next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So crazy. This whole episode is just in one day. I mean, yeah, all the, yeah. all the episodes are minutes, yeah. usually, but like, yeah, so much happens. Like to go from we're gonna have a buttercream cake. And a picture of Toby to like getting a Ferris wheel there that day. Mm-hmm. Live fireworks. Stanley's like, band. It's a, or there's sorry, a massive it's amount of coordination um, going on. Daryl's band. Daryl's band, yeah. And then the Vance refrigeration guys on the barbecue. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> Mrs. Vance, we're out. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like she's the boss. That's yeah, right. that's oh my gosh, that's yeah. awesome. They oh wow, yeah, of course Bob's Bob Vance's guys would come in for to save the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think that was that's, that's a lot of Meredith. That's a lot of yeah. She yeah. probably has an army of she's, people. She's got some sway. The moments when Bob comes in to save the day. Remember that one where she and Michael are both dressed up as Santa, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "You don't want me to call Bob," and Jim's like, "What's Bob gonna do?" <laughs> and then Bob also shows up yeah. as Santa yeah. later yeah. on. He's like, Where's Scott? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh gosh! He saves the uh, he saves the crimeade auction. Oh yeah, that's right. That's uh-huh. right. He buys he, the he, hug. Well, I guess Dwight does too, but he puts the bidding. Eight hundred dollars and one penny. One thousand. <laughs> that's perfect. He tries to end it. Yeah. Um, too rich for Dwight's taste. <laughs> I think one other thing that I want to touch on is even though this this doesn't really get explicitly kind of covered in this episode, um, Andy proposing to Angela is kind of the culmination of what goes on with Angela, Andy, and Dwight in this season. Mm -hmm. It it begins in in the fun run episode, season one, um, where... Fun run. Fun one. Season one. one. Um, Every time any one of us has fun one on this show, I tag it with fun Mm -hmm. one. Season four, episode one. We say it a lot. That's right. That's true. Uh, But anyway... In Fun Run, uh, <laughs> we see the beginning of Angela and Dwight breaking up because Dwight kills Sprinkles, right? Gar- yeah. And uh, and then Andy be- comes in uh, later and makes a you know big romantic gesture to Angela, and they start to kind of date. Mm-hmm. Angela's still hooking up with Dwight. It's a very tense sort of thing. And then when um, Andy proposes and Angela accepts, um, she says, okay. <laughs> yeah, to I said, okay. Into the microphone, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> And I love when Andy pulls the keyboard off the stage with oh, the yeah. microphone cord. Damn it, Andy. <laughs> but, also, uh, his parents are there, played by different actors. Different actors than who we see later, yeah. Supportive, Andy's other supportive parents. <laughs> right, which, yeah, like who super supportive, they're him. there. And, you know, <laughs> and like, As Andy says later on, you know, if it weren't for secretaries, I wouldn't have a stepmom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Interesting moments when you see those. Where clearly they, they they cast those parents not really thinking they'd ever really need them again or whatever, yeah. and then you realize like later on they're like Andy becomes such a Crap, bigger we character. Need, we need a dad who's really disapproving. It can't be the people we cast because mm-hmm. we already had a shot of them mm-hmm. being so enthusiastic. About yeah, they're this totally different yeah. at this rinky dink <laughs> paper company. The same thing happened with Pam's mom. We see Pam's yep. mom in season two, and then later the actress who comes back is a different actress who plays Celine. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I think the the point I want to get to is that. Andy and Angela be- end like engaged, you know, and mm-hmm. Dwight is really sullen. And we see Dwight look into the camera and say, well, it's my own fault. You know, mm-hmm. um, there are these moments, I think, for someone who is so prideful and so confident to those moments where he kind of admits defeat. It's kind of powerful. It's often funny, you know, where he like wears that sign that says liar, you know, <laughs> at the end of the coup. But I'm thinking of this moment. And then later when he's talking about... um you know, uh, being manager, and he's like, I can't, you know, it's always out of my grasp. I've made too many mm-hmm. mistakes, you know, where mm-hmm. Dwight kind of shows humility. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of sets up this sadness for a character like Dwight, who is so determined and, you know, describes himself as what? Relentless, jackhammer, insatiable, right? Yeah. And uh, it it, le- it leads up to the duel in the uh, in the next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of a, a running theme throughout this episode is people kind of stepping up to, to their duty in yeah. a way. I mean, you see it with, you even see it with like Phyllis stepping up to do the, to do the party, right. uh, you G- see it. Jim's with, gonna step up to propose. Yeah, Jim steps up to like make the 
also make his proposal. Uh, Andy does it. Um, yeah, again, Dwight resigns himself. Michael steps up to being a dad, even though he's not too stoked about it. Um, <laughs> kind of a daddy. Kind of, kind of a daddy. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, interesting uh, development throughout the episode. We also see Michael step up as the frontman of the band, <laughs> yeah. an accomplished songwriter, yes, parody oh, songwriter. What a spectacular performance! Beers in heaven, <laughs> total eclipse of the fart. And then, uh, and then he sings "Goodbye, Toby," the, the Super Tramp song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that's such a that's such a fun moment. Really, like Toby's going Michael, away. Michael Scott's the kind of guy who like be at karaoke when you're out with your friends, and mm-hmm. he's the other guy in the bar who's just like going for it on every single oh, yeah. song. And but I always feel those people in those karaoke situations. You're like, like if they're not a good singer, but they're just like going for it. It's oh like, yeah, wow, what a show! Exactly. Good, good for this guy. Show energy. Yeah. And he had his Michael goes all the way uh, when he sings that. Oh god! One thing that I noticed is that the microphone cord is much longer from Michael's. Yeah, that's that little, true. And then, then it is for Andy when he yanks the thing. But I love that they even have that little wooden dance square. Yeah, like they yeah. had on the booze cruise. Yeah, like the little square. I love it. Oh yeah. god! Yeah. Well, what else about this episode have we not touched on that we need to? Jeez. Hmm. Um. I think it's one of I think it's one of the stronger episodes in the series. Um, it, I it would probably put it on a top ten list. Um, Definitely, there's just so much that goes on. It's it's a longer one. Um, it's on the heels of Job Fair, which is a bit of a not not the best episode. Yeah. It's but, fine. Yeah, uh, it's clo- you know closing out the season. I think again when you look at the Office, not not as holistically and not as um, in the rearview as we do, knowing that Jim and Pam end up married and together with children right and that Dwight and Angela end up together Mm -hmm. and that um you know that Michael and Holly end up together right Mm -hmm. uh like to this episode is um it's almost like a cliffhanger in a way there's not clarity that we don't know what's going to happen there's emotional tension between these characters and these romances and Mm -hmm. I think basically this episode does a really good job of kind of inflecting that uncertainty into what are pretty what seem very certain character trajectories, right? Right. And I think, uh, again, like that's one of the beauties of the show is that you have sort of these characters that seem meant for each other or connected or, or uh, almost destined for each other, but the, but these certain real-life things kind of get in the way. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's amazing to see all of that happen together at the same time. In this episode, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I just love it. I love this episode so much. I think it... it, it it lifts you up and then lets you down kind of at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, but in such a, in such a like clever and complex way. Um, I think to the, the way that it plays with the format that we're in the longer format season four is kind of when they begin to do the longer episodes, the hour longs. Right. And I think, you know, you don't always get the, the sort of payoff from having an hour. Right. Um, most episodes of the office, like, you know, you always want more of it, but like, very rarely when it's like a 40 minute episode, I'm like, do I think I'm glad that that was 40 minutes because of a storytelling thing. I'm glad yeah. it's 40 minutes because I love the office. Right. But in this instance, I think 40 minutes for this gives them the time to kind of weave those story dynamics together and bring it together in a really satisfying way at the end. I'm, I'm trying to think if, if there's any moments between Dwight and Angela in this episode, um, I feel like she goes to him you to- besides the one on Oscar's desk. <laughs> Besides that one, yes. But uh, is there even a moment where she um come like, you know, goes to Dwight for uh, I mean, she's having a bad day, 
um, not being head of the party planning committee anymore. Mm-hmm. Am I forget? Is uh, do they interact at all before? I don't think so. I think Dwight is mostly focused on Hayes and Holly. He does put right. The, he puts the raccoon in her puts car. Puts the raccoon in her car. Yeah. Don't yep. worry, it's not rabbit. That's also a moment that we didn't touch on when when Michael stands up for Holly and makes a and makes a big deal and says something like, you know, you have, we have no idea, like you know, like how great Holly is and, and we're that's, very lucky. Yeah. That's happened to this company since world war two, <laughs> 50 years. I don't know if that happens in this episode. And then Holly yes, gets a little smile. 50 and, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holly just that's has very this natural warmth. Everyone who meets her instantly loves her. <laughs> I would not be surprised if she's baked at a professional level. Oh, <laughs> uh, Shall we move on? I think we should move, on. move on. Goodbye, Toby. What a fantastic episode. Goodbye, goodbye, um, Toby. Goodbye, goodbye, Toby. Uh, All right, you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. All right, well, there's a lot of very good deleted scenes from this one, so uh, we're just going to actually listen to, because I think this one actually works to listen to, uh, I think one of the better, a really, really good deleted scene, um, another scene between Meredith and Dwight in the kitchen that mm-hmm. doesn't have to do with the bat. Stop. Don't look at me. On the counter, you will find bread, peanut butter, and jelly. Pretend to make yourself a sandwich. Pretend or really make one? Really make one. Make your own sandwich. Will you please make a sandwich? Now, according to my sources, you have an issue with the new HR woman. Well, so do I. And so does our secret benefactor. That's too much peanut butter. What I propose <laughs> is a good old-fashioned hazing, and I need your help. If you choose to accept this mission, wipe the knife off before you stick it in the jelly. Have you ever made a sandwich before? <laughs> Damn it, Meredith. Uh, all right. Well, the other uh, re- really quick, too, the other thing I found uh, uh, going down some comment threads is uh, Paul Lieberstein during the finale was like doing a blog, like mm-hmm. a live blog. And he posted the lyrics that he wrote to total eclipse of the fart oh. and beers in heaven. <laughs> nice. Uh, so total eclipse of the fart. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Yeah. Let's turn around every now and then I get a little bit stinky. <laughs> get a little bit stinky and the farts are coming out of my butt. I need to fart tonight. I need to fart forever. <laughs> and if you only pull my finger, we'll be smelling farts together. <laughs> Turn around, fart sound. <laughs> Every now and then I cut a fart. So that is so good. Would love a, would love a scene of Michael actually singing. singing there is a line great. where Holly's like, that was really great. I would love to hear beers in heaven sometime. And he goes, oh, maybe. He's like, I don't know. Too soon. It's pretty sexual. <laughs> Oh, it's here too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little sexual. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to some trivia. Yeah. Tr- tr- trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> well, we're do- we did this with Niagara, and I really liked it, which is I told you, hey, we're doing trivia from this episode. Okay. So uh, you knew that going in, and I'll see if I can get a fastball by you despite your uh, mm-hmm. best efforts here. I have a feeling I. I I'm going to fail at that mission. Um, uh, what's the cold open on this episode? Cold open is um, uh, Jim connects Dwight's yep. phone to his Bluetooth. Got it. And who else do we see wearing a headset in this very same episode? 
Ryan? Who no. else do we see wearing a headset like mm-hmm. in the office? Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed? Yeah, I was going to say Creed. No. It's not. Two headsets for one in this episode. Uh, if you think of, think about it, who, like. Oh, Phyllis. Yes, Phyllis. Ah, Phyllis yes. has one in there yeah. uh, while she's doing the party, and it works. She pulls it off. Mutter, uh, I have married. Tell Fodger. <laughs> I think you've already answered this one. Anish, Angela initially has what kind of cake for the party? Buttercream. Um, <laughs> you already mentioned Michael gets nine or ten checks a year for $50. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned Tony wears a brown on brown on brown suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll save that's the hardest one I have. I'll save that one. Oh, what's the first joke that Michael Scott tells Holly? Um, it's, uh, does he, she, does he say if you were on the ceiling, we'd have to kiss underneath you? <laughs> if we you? hung Holly oh. from the ceiling, we'd have to kiss under her. And then right after that, are you real or a hologram? And she's like, oh, that's good. I haven't heard that <laughs> one. I actually haven't heard that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Um, of course, mistletoe, when it's hung from the ceiling, you yes. have to kiss under, not Holly. <laughs> <laughs> we hung her from the ceiling. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Michael makes Holly a mixtape, and he wants oh, he wants right, the CD mixtape. Yeah. Right, he wants it to say two things. What does he want the CD to say to Holly? Welcome to Scranton, mm-hmm. and like let's we bone should, or something. And, like I yeah. and I love you, and I love you. He's playing Crash by Dave Matthews yeah. on Amazon <laughs> to listen to her in her car. Right, a song about a peeping tom. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, he, when he says, "I could make you a mix." Like when they're standing by accounting, and Oscar just looks over his shoulder, gives yeah. him the funniest look. Just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we know Kevin at the vending machine has seventy-five cents and a button, mm-hmm. and he can't decide. He can't decide between what two things: pretzels and chips. That's correct. What's the title of Ryan's YouTube video? Oh, it's like fraud gets taken away or something like that <laughs> no it just is whoa check it out <laughs> hey it's the kid <laughs> yeah and again creed uh on the internet there doing work uh michael parodies beers and have beers and heaven told cups at the fart there's um, also one later they reference this achy breaky fart yes and then my stumps which is like my house but a guy with no legs <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um what Supermarket? Does Kevin go to for barbecue sauce? Oh wow, Garrity's. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I had a feeling that was good. Yeah, yep, yeah, you got one. Uh, where is Jan's Lamaze class? Allentown. Oh yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what are Andy's parents' names? Andy and Ellen. Andrew and Ellen. Right. Yes, Andrew and Ellen. Very good. Although uh, later he's yeah. like Walter Bernard was my name until they decided my younger brother was more fitting of the name Walter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walter Junior. So, did they change? They changed his dad's name. Also. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Holly, Holly comes in and uh, tells Creed, "Very nice to meet you. I can't, can't wait to find out what you do here." And we see Creed <laughs> hiding, hiding around the corner of the fridge. On that fridge, what is the flyer <laughs> for? On that fridge, uh, I don't. It's know. right over his shoulder. It's very prominent, and I only ask this because it's really weird. It's like a company picnic or like a cleanup or something. Or... No, it's Tilbury's knob gifts and treasures. Your Wyoming <laughs> Valley home for authentic Native American gifts. What? <laughs> so strange. Which I thought of you, oh. Sean, like an art department. Oh like, yeah. Who did that... they find that? Is that based on something real? That I don't know. I mean, yeah, we have to. We like to call that gack. Mm. Um, oh. You know, you always need to make gack. It's just uh, you know, 
flyers Killer. and bulletin boards and you know just we just gotta fill it with some stuff um but that that is interesting i wonder if someone was from wyoming or something like that who made that flyer i think oh wait a minute I, maybe it's a wyoming based company but i'm seeing there's a facebook page for tilbury knob gifts in wilkes bar pennsylvania wow hmm so, so it's maybe it was a real flyer wow have you ever noticed that on Toby's desk there's this like green? It's like a foam key or something. It's like a big foam thing. Uh-huh. It's on the. It's like if Toby is sitting at his desk, it's on his right on the yeah. pinboard, and it says Toby's Troops. I don't know what it's for, but it's like uh-huh. a charity thing or something. There's, I mean, it's, yeah, Wyoming the, gifts and keepsakes. Tra- Tilbury's Knob is a small shop specializing in Native American art and crafts. The, the art department, the art department on on the office really did do their research. They reference a lot of real Scranton, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. businesses. Um, I don't know if Froggy 105 is a Froggy 101. 101, yeah, is a is a real radio station hello, out Froggy, there. But, hello, Froggy yeah. 101. Am I, hundred, am I the 101st caller? <laughs> I will win us that Billy Joel box set. Um, I'm pretty sure Alfredo's oh. Pizza Cafe is real. Is real. Um, pizza uh, by uh, Alfredo uh, is yeah. not. Wait, Wyoming, right. Wyoming, Pennsylvania is a town outside of Scranton. Okay, so huh. it's it's that Wyoming, not the state. Interesting. Okay, well that's fun. I love that moment. That I'm glad that you brought up that moment with Creed because it's one of my favorite Creed moments. Quabity Ashwitz. The, no, the way that he goes from close. like he's hiding he, behind the fridge and the noises that he makes like quay qua quaya qual. What is this woman's problem? Yeah, she's asking woman. questions about no one's business. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's all the trivia. Um, great trivia and great episode. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> um, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Michael Scott Pod. We're on Instagram at Michael Scott Podcast Company. And you can give us a call and leave us a message. Uh, that phone number is 503-694-9314. Ask us a question. Leave us a comment. Sometimes we play them on the show. Um, also, also Twitter. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, get us yeah. questions however you want in yeah. person. Uh, we we also, keep them, we collect them, we do little, we've done a mailbag episode before, we'll do it again. Yeah. And of course, we haven't even mentioned, you can just email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Oh my gosh. mspodcastcompany. Shout email. out shout out to everyone who is, uh, you know, sent us a question or opinion or a message on any of these platforms. Shout out to Ryan Lloyd. She does our graphics mm-hmm. uh, that you see on, you know, the Stitcher page or whatever you see that. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to... Our buddy Will, who's called in and left messages before. <laughs> oh, by the way, he did call back uh, and confirm that, yes, he buys de-shelled sunflower seeds from Trader Joe's. De-shelled. So he is eating de-shelled. I kind of feel like that's cheating, but okay. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, join us again next week. Does anyone have a camera here? <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.